Well, good morning everybody. It's Christmas. But not the type of Christmas you've heard sung about in the shopping centres for the past, what, four or five weeks? We don't have snow, we don't have sleds, we don't have reindeer. But well, actually, we, we're right near the National Park, so we probably do have a lot of reindeer. And we have millions upon millions of cicadas singing out. But seriously, it's sad that we can't meet this morning face to face. But that doesn't mean that we can't gather together online and celebrate this great day together. And so if you are watching on Facebook, please make a comment so we can see that you're here with us. Now, by this time of the morning, I'm sure a few of us have opened a couple of sneaky Christmas presents before church. It's hard, isn't it? So tempting. There under the tree are all these amazing shapes wrapped in beautiful paper, some of them with your name on it. But you know, many of us think that the best Christmas present is the present that we want. It's not true. The best Christmas present is the present that we need. And God gives us on Christmas Day the type of thing that we really, really need. Rescue from death and the promise of eternal life. That's why on that first Christmas Day, angels appeared in the heavens and sung out the praises of God. What do they say? Well, it's, it's been recorded for us here in the Bible, in Luke's Gospel. The angel appeared and he said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. And then suddenly a great company of all the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. One of the great things of being home this morning is that we don't have to sing in our hearts. You can sing to your heart's content. So why don't we join with the angels now and sing praises to God. Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hailed incarnate deity, pleased is man with man to dwell, Jesus our Glory to the newborn King. 
Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all He brings, risen with healing in His wings. Mild He lays His glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Away in the manger, no crib for a bed. Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the Stay by my side until morning is night. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask Thee to stay close by me forever and love me. I pray, bless all the dear children in thy tender care, and fit us for heaven to live with thee I would just like to start with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do just pray that you will comfort all the people who cannot be with their families this year for Christmas. Thank you, Lord, for the authorities who have kept Australia relatively safe, and we pray you give them the ongoing stamina to persevere. And Lord, we pray for all the people around the world that are suffering so much. Please let these vaccines work, 
so that this pandemic would end soon. We thank you, Lord, for our pastors and their families and all the people who've been working behind the scenes to help us to keep worshipping you, although it is very different from what we're used to. I thank you, Lord, for the beautiful family we have at Soul Revival, their love and caring spirit for each other. Please help our community to always manifest these things in their daily walk. We thank you for your son, that you chose to send him to earth to show us how to live and what it means to worship you. We thank you that you allowed him to die for our sins so that we could be saved and live forever with you in heaven. Let us end with the verse of the day from you, Virgin. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. We pray, Lord, that we always use our gifts to serve you. Amen. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, we are going to read from God's Word now. So uh, as uh, we get ready, I encourage you to open your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to look at the birth of Jesus. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 1, and we're going to look uh, at a few verses there. So we look at uh, chapter 1, verse 18 through to 20. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she has conceived in her, she conceived in her, where are we? Ah, I'll start verse 21 again. She will give birth to a son, and you are to call him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Well, good day, everybody. It's lovely to be here this Christmas morning. I'd like to add my welcome to everybody else's welcomes this morning. And um, I think it's lovely to be outside. You can hear the planes flying overhead, which is a good sign that there at least is some activity in the world at the moment, because at the moment we are in another COVID shutdown of sorts in Sydney. And as you'll be fully aware by now, uh, at Soul Revival Church, we've made the call uh, on Wednesday that we go digital this weekend. And so today is Christmas Day. And we thought we'd um, do something a bit fun and go outside. And I love this decision to go outside. When we talked on Wednesday in the meeting, Ethan had an idea to go outside in the bush. And the reason I love being outside in the bush is, number one, I love the bush. That's the first reason. Second reason is I love the cicadas. You may actually be able to hear the cicadas as we are recording this now. Um, two things I love about cicadas, too. Uh, those of you who know me well will know that I've actually referenced cicadas before in sermons because I just think they're terrific. Cicadas, the two things I like about them is that they're resilient and they're so excited about life. The resilience comes from the fact that for seven years, cicadas live underground and then they live around in the tree roots in the muddy, you know, dark, dank soil. And then when the pupas uh, are 
emerge and they it's time for them to fly they crawl upwards and they come up out of the ground and they lock themselves onto a tree and then they dry their wings and they fly into the sky now they're only in the above ground for about a week but while they're above ground for a week uh, obviously it's so that they can breed and so that they can um, perpetuate their species but while they're above ground they sing all week and as you can hear today they're singing out loud and this reminds me of psalm 66 verse 4 where the psalmist writes all the earth bows down to you they sing to you in praise they sing praises to your name and we can hear that singing right now literally singing uh, of the cicadas gives praise to god because he is the creator of all things now i want to encourage us this week that we should be singing too to god we should be part of this uh singing praises to his name the whole of the earth singing praises should include us but it seems a bit strange to be singing praises to god during an epidemic but what i want to encourage you today is if you have a small view of christmas this week it'll be a bit harder to sing but if you have a big view of christmas this week it'll be easier for you to sing let me tell you what i mean by that what is a small view of christmas before i tell you what i think a small view of christmas is i don't want to put this down because even a small view of Christmas is really, really good. Let's think about the good things that come to us from Christmas. Uh, we have a time of celebration, uh, even though it's um, couched in all this um, uncertainty of the, of the moment this year, there still is a moment where we can have a holiday and we can pause and we can have some celebration. Today, hopefully you'll have some fellowship with family and friends. Hopefully you'll be able to at least ring someone or be with someone and share a meal, hopefully. Also, hopefully, you might be able to give and receive gifts as a way of showing that you love others and are loved by others. Also, this Christmas, though, I want to recognize that it will be hard for some of us who've lost loved ones this year or are alone or isolated. Sometimes Christmas isn't easy, and that can actually be a time of grieving, which is completely valid and understandable at this time. My family has, has lost a loved one this year ourselves, and so this year we remember that loss. A small view of Christmas, though, is actually not even near a big view of Christmas. A big view of Christmas actually means that we can sing through all the circumstances of life. And let me explain what I mean by a big view of Christmas from the passage we heard read today from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, this is what Jai read. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was to be found pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is an amazing one-off miracle in the human history of, of our race. Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus was not born as a normal human being. Yes, he was fully human. He was the son of Mary, but he was also fully God because he was the son of God. Now, Jesus is fully man and fully God. And that is the most amazing miracle that has ever happened, that God has actually come and become a human being, become one of us. In fact, Jesus loved to talk about this reality when he talked about himself. And when he talked about this, he used to love to use the title for himself, the Son of Man. Now, the Son of Man is a classification that the Old Testament prophets used to use to talk about human beings. But in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, we read that the coming Messiah, the Savior of the whole world that has been prophesied throughout the Old Testament is to be a son of man. Let me read to you from Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. In my vision at night, I looked 
And there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. Now, this son of man is the majestic Lord Jesus. In Luke chapter 12, verse 3, Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. And he's actually directly referencing the prophecy from Daniel 7 to say that Jesus is saying of himself that he is the one that we have been waiting for. He is the one who has come to make everything right and to destroy evil and to give us hope. Let me read to you from Luke chapter 12, verse 8 to 9. I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. Jesus is saying that he's the Son of Man. Yes, he is fully God, but he is also fully man. But unlike us, he has not sinned. He has not done any wrongdoing. He's never lied. He's never hurt anybody else. He's never left undone things that should have been done. And he's never done anything that shouldn't have been done. So as a result, Jesus, as the Son of Man, lived the life that God designed all of us to live before we sinned. Remember in Genesis that we had described to us in the very beginning of the Bible that God made human beings in his likeness. In the image of God, he made them. Man and woman, he made them. And so God made us to be like him. But at the fall, Adam and Eve decided that they did not want to live like God designed them to live in his image. Even though they were still the image bearers of God, they rebelled against him by eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that he told them not to eat off. Yes, they were tricked by the devil into eating that fruit and willfully sinned against God and rejected his kingship over their lives and his rule over their lives. And as a result, they fell into sin. Now, we call that the fall because they fell into sin. And the result of the fall is that we are all destined to be judged for our sin that we do and that we commit on this earth. And in the context of that judgment, God sends his son, Jesus, the son of man, the son of God, to come into this world to live a perfect life and unlike us, to not sin. So that means when Jesus is arrested and executed on the cross, what we celebrate at Easter he actually goes to the cross even though he has done nothing wrong. And the writers of the Gospels are quite explicit about that, that Jesus didn't do anything to deserve death. And because he didn't do anything to deserve death, that means he can pay the punishment for those of us that do deserve death. So instead of us dying and then being sent into hell and in eternal separation from God, Jesus has died on the cross to pay for our sin. And in rising from the dead three days later, he gives us all the hope of eternal life. So if we repent of our sin and we turn to God and thank him for the free gift of forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ, we can be assured that God will forgive us our sins because of what Jesus has done on the cross. The Son of Man, the Son of God on the cross pays for our sins so that we might have the forgiveness of our sins. Being forgiven of our sin, repenting and, and asking for forgiveness and trusting that Jesus' death on the cross paid for our sin is how we actually get right with God. We don't have to do anything ourselves to um, overcome our sin. Many people in Australia will say if, if um, they think of, you know, if there is a God, they might say, you know, hopefully God will think I'm not that bad. I haven't done that many bad things. But the problem is even one sinful action of ours is enough to disqualify us 
from being in a relationship with God now and into eternity. We need the, the death and resurrection of Jesus on the cross so that we might be forgiven for sin. It is our one way to heaven. In fact, Jesus says in John 14, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can go to the Father but through me. And of course, he's talking there about his own act on the cross that is the good act that can actually undo all the things that we've done that are wrong. Now, I'm telling this story at Christmas because I think this is the big view of Christmas, that the Son of Man we see come born of a virgin, celebrate today as born as a little baby Jesus. He is the Son of Man who will grow up to become the one who will die for us and rise to new life. And the great reality is that in Revelation, we are told in Revelation chapter 1, that Jesus, the Son of Man, is now ascended on high and sitting at the right hand of the Father with all authority. He is sitting in heaven with all authority and he's given us his Holy Spirit so that he might be a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance in that new reality in heaven that we look forward to. So as the cicadas sing around us today, we can join in them if we are confident that we will live forever. The problem with a pandemic is that we are aware that our lives are finite. We are aware that we are only on this earth for just such a short amount of time. And every year of the pandemic that goes forward is a wasted year as we want to live life to the full. We can sometimes worry that hardship and sadness and setback can actually be eroding our experience on earth. But the beautiful reality is if you believe in the reality of Jesus, even if you um, live for a short amount of time on this earth, you can be confident because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you will live forever. Jesus has authority to save all of us that repent of our sin. None of us can do anything bad enough that we would forfeit what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus' death on the cross once and for all was enough to pay for all sin. So my encouragement to you today is to let's sing. Can I encourage you, if you haven't already repented of your sin and turned to Christ, you might think of doing that today. Think of the cicada that had one life before it came out and sung in the light. The light in the darkness was different to its life in the light. And this is a really good metaphor that accept Jesus. That once we accept Jesus, we live in the light of forgiveness and grace. We don't have to be guilty anymore and we can look forward to an eternal future. We don't have to be sad that we're only on this earth for a little while. We don't have to be sad that if we have a pandemic, it somehow is taking away something we can never get back. Isaiah 51 verse 12 says, I, even I, he who comforts you, who are you that you fear me, mortals? Human beings are but grass. So just like the cicadas are only here for a short time, we are too. But the beautiful reality is that Jesus said, that he has come to give us life and life to the full, now and forever. That if we turn to Christ, are humble enough to repent of the wrong we've done and to ask him to pay for our wrongdoing, we can be assured of eternal life. Remember again what Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says to us that we heard read today. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is a big view of Christmas. And if you have this big view of Christmas, you can sing today, even if you're not allowed to sing publicly with others in a church service, even if you have to sing behind a mask, even if you have to sing by yourself in your heart, as you put your head on the pillow tonight, you might want to sing this song that these cicadas are singing, a song of praise to your God 
who has come to save. One way.
Well, it's been wonderful that you've been able to join us today for our Australian bush Christmas. And just a couple of announcements about tomorrow and the next day. Tomorrow night and Sunday morning, we're going to have uh, a continuing Christmas series. Uh, they're going to be both online, so we hope you can join us there online tomorrow night and Sunday morning. But we hope that today has been a great time to encourage you to have a big view of Christmas, to be able to sing like the cicadas out loud to God, the great glory that uh, is the blessing of Christmas. That's from such a humble image of a baby in a manger, what we have is the ruler of the universe coming down to be with us so that we might have life, live it to the full and into eternity. And so, Lord, we do, uh, we do pray that you'll have a wonderful day today with your family and friends. And may God bless you for this day. And we'll see you next, next time we gather.